Well, Brandon, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, it's really great to be with you. Uh, and, and thank you everyone for, for tuning in. We've got a, a special guest today, Officer Brandon Tatum, uh, formerly with the Tucson, Arizona Police Department and a former college football player. And he co-founded Blexit, spent some time at Turning Point USA. And I got to see him a couple of weeks ago. So uh, Brandon, thank you so much for being on today. Well, thank, thanks for having me on. Well, fantastic. Well, for those that don't know, um, you've you've really done incredible things with Blexit. Um, but why don't you go about telling us your story about how you got started, and 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 and, and how it led into what you're doing now, uh, co-founding Blexit, um, and tell us about the Tatum Report as well. Yeah. So it, it all started when I became a police officer. You know, growing up, I never thought I'd be a police officer. Um, to be honest, I didn't even like police officers growing up because I got arrested when I was eight years old uh, for smoking marijuana in a vacant house. Um, so as a police officer, I began to open my understanding of politics. Uh, you know, I was raised to be a Democrat. I was on one side of the spectrum. You couldn't pay me to be a Republican. And as time went along, the people that I worked with, the majority of them were conservatives and they used to always tell me that look, you don't align with the Democratic Party. You're more of a conservative, you're more of a Republican. And it took Barack Obama bashing police officers for me to wake up and say, you know what, I, I don't think I agree with that side. I don't think I agree with the party line and, and the way they present law enforcement in America. And I can't support anybody that will not support the men and women who wear the badge, who wear the uniform. So I began to look at the, at a, um, at the Republican Party. I like Ben Carson, he was my guy. He dropped out endorsed Trump and everybody know the rest of the story. So from that point on, I began to align with the Republican Party, understanding that I, I believe in more Republican values. I'm a conservative. And that led me down a path of making viral videos. And I made videos talking about Colin Kaepernick and others. Um, but the one that really made the most impact was Colin Kaepernick that got 70 million views. After that video, I began to work. I left the police department because I got offered a job to be a spokesperson for a conservative news organization. It was supposed to be a one-year thing and then it just took off. During that period of time, I met Candace Owens. She reached out to me on Twitter. We linked up, we became really good friends. And then uh, from one thing one thing led to a next, I was with the, the one company that I was a spokesperson of. And then that company almost went underwater because of censorship on Facebook. And I began to work with Candace Owens at Turning Point. And then while we were there, we co-founded co-founded Blexit because we saw that there was a need to help African-American people wake up to be free thinkers and to see what's going on in America and how we're being played in politics. Well, I appreciate your background so very much. And there's a lot of young people that listen to this program. Uh, what would you tell young people about uh, taking some risks and some chances and, and facing setbacks uh, amid trying to pursue your dreams and, and, and going for your dreams? Yeah, no great person has ever made success or been anything in life without adversity, without setbacks. And I'm gonna tell you the secret about setbacks. Setbacks are actually, if you do it right, they're actually a promotion to doing things greater in the future. Everybody's gonna have things that they consider to be adverse, but those things are gonna build you and make you a better person if you hang in there and you don't give up. So the, the, the principle and the things that I will provide and tell uh, young people is that never give up, if it's in your heart, it's a mission. If, if you're supposed to be doing this and you know better than anybody else, if you're supposed to be doing this mission, um, then you need to pursue it no matter what the cause is because there's an expected end 
And I believe God will, will help you get to that expected end. But you got to understand that you're going to face adversity and you're going to face trials in order for you to get to a better place. Well, that's so good, Brandon. Uh, well, I know that you're a person of faith. And uh, my father is actually the one that told me about everything that you're doing with the Tatum Report. He'd, he'd always send me um, your YouTube videos, and that's where I learned about you. He, he just loves you, so we're going to meet you at some point. Uh, uh, he's going to get to meet you when, at one of our events. But I wanted to ask you about your faith and how that plays a role with how you vote and how you um, see the world. Because a Judeo-Christian worldview should transcend race. It really should transcend uh, anything and everything of this world. And um, how has your faith played a role in your life? Well, my faith is everything for me. You know, uh, my life belongs to Christ because he died on the cross for us. And ever since I got saved in 2008, I've dedicated um, 100% of what I do, what I perceive, how I vote, everything to the rudiments of the scripture. And that's how I, I vote. It makes it very easy on me. When I look at something that's on the ballot, and I say, what would Christ want me to do in this situation? How would God operate and move in a situation like this? So it makes it very easy when it comes to voting um, on things like abortion, voting on things like same-sex marriage, all of the above. It makes it very easy when I just access my faith or utilize what the Bible teaches to proceed. So overall, my faith is everything I do, how I operate, how I believe, how I see the world. Um, it's all rooted and my faith in Christ. I, I completely agree. And it should govern how we live and how we vote. Uh, that's so true. Um, my question really is about Blexit. Uh, so Blexit, I, I guess, is a derivative or, or a play on the name Brexit, uh, the British exit um, that, that we, we saw last year. And so tell us about Blexit and how that came about. How did you get the name Blexit and who designed uh, the logo um, and, and how you and Candace went about uh, getting together to start this? Yeah, I mean, Candace, I got to give her 100% of the creative side of that. You know, I'm here to help her facilitate and, and to make the dream come to life. But Candace Owens is the mastermind behind this. You know, she thought of Blexit one day and it was a play on Brexit. Um, and she also came up with the uh, the logo and, and, and just the heart of Blexit is really um, rooted in what Candace's vision is. And the funny thing is, is although it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a offset of, of Brexit, um, it's not about politics. You know, the black exit from the Democratic Party sounds like a good slogan. But what we operate on, we don't we don't focus on Republican Party, Democrat Party. We focus on people having the ability to be a free thinker to be able to think for yourself, to be aware of the issues that are going on in the black community. A lot of what we do is go out, going out in the communities, helping the community, uh, helping them sign up to vote and different things like that, where they can be active in every aspect of their life. So it's not just uh, limited to a political perspective. We don't pick a side for people. We let people pick their own side. We just give you the information that you need to make an accurate decision when you move forward in life, whether it be politics, whether it be father, you know, be, being a father to your children, um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, um, and and I know that you guys have done a ton of community service and you were actually in the African-American communities um, doing the hard work uh, to help people and serve people. And sometimes people don't care uh, what you know until they know how much you care. And and it's obvious that Blexit really does care about people. They're serving uh, um, people and, and, and making communities stronger and better 
Uh, so kudos to you and, and Candace and your team for all that you're doing to make a difference. Um, why do you think the Democrat Party has had such a stronghold on African-Americans for so many years now? Um, if you look at the history, it's not always been that way. African-Americans for many years voted Republican. Um, but I guess since the 60s, the Democrats have, have sent, you know, have done a lot better with African-Americans uh, since. Yeah, I think it's the same uh, methodology that we see today. They use propaganda, they use brainwashing, and they play on emotions. And I think that there was a period of time in this country where African-Americans were looking uh, for something better, for a, a bigger and better perspective and a better opportunity in America. And I feel like that the Democrats played the emotional aspect of it, promising something that they can never deliver, delivering something that have no promise, meaning that they were pr producing the welfare state, giving an emotional response to things that the black community needed, but they were giving them a recipe for disaster. And so over time, they've been methodically going through year after year, promising things that they can never deliver on, but they are able to get the vote based on emotions and like I said, false promises that continue year after year. Let me give you a perfect example. They say, oh, the black community needs help, you know, whatever the case may be. We need more funding. We need to talk about reparations. These are all emotional draws that will pull at the heartstrings of, of black people. And, and when you only talk about uh, slavery and Jim Crow and talk about black people being killed by police and you use that as an emotional tool to say, look, we're the people that are going to continue to fight for you. And all they're doing is just fighting the air because they're not really accomplishing anything. So it's the emotional aspect, it's the propaganda through the media. And those things have been detrimental. And that, I think that's the reason why they have so much or have secured so much of the black vote. Well, and it seems like every election cycle or every four years rather, um, when there's a presidential election, something like the George Floyd situation always comes up. And obviously what happened to George Floyd was wrong and it should never have happened. Um, but the media seeks to play up and, and, and spread division amongst uh, our, the American people. And that's, and that's plainly obvious. Um, how has the media been utilized in your mind uh, by the left? I mean, it's obvious to many people that they're, that they're in cahoots with the Democrat party, but how is that a barrier when trying to reach the African-American people with Blexit? Yeah, because people, um, they get lured into believing that the media, just because it's on the news means it's the truth. And then they try to use people that look like you. Like they try to use a, a black person that you can somewhat identify with, use them to give a statement. Therefore, you can identify with the statement, even though the statement is not true. And uh, you can see it on the news even now. The agenda to make Donald Trump out to be a racist is the most evil, false, disingenuous uh, uh, pursuit to you know, hurt the black, the minds of the black community. It's, it's the worst thing that I've ever seen. They know when they get on TV that President Trump has condemned neo-Nazi, KKK, white supremacists a thousand times. Even 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 in a debate, the person who uh, Chris Wallace, he denounced white supremacy in front of Chris Wallace before. But they go on TV and they recreate this identity politics, this agenda so that people can hate him. And that's how they drive the needle in many cases. America is not a racist place. Most of us get up, brush our teeth, go to Starbucks or wherever we go to get coffee or whatever, and nobody cares. The people, you get served the same, you get treated the same, you get treated well all over the country. 
The problem is they want this country to be racist, so they bring up race. You getting killed by the police because you're uh, in, in a high-speed pursuit has nothing to do with your race, has everything to do with your behavior. So I think that they use the media to brainwash people because they're lulled into believing that everything you see on the media and see on the news is true. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a real problem, and we've got to do everything that we can to uh, combat the false things that are going uh, on in the media. I mean, it, a lot of it is just complete, completely untrue. So we've got to do everything we can to get the word out uh, and spread the conservative message to reach people. Um, I, I think what you're doing is so important with Blexit. We we've got to get the word out about Blexit. Um, and uh, what who, what are some of the people? Tell us some of the success stories of people that have, have really been reached uh, through through Blexit and, and how they went from being a, maybe just one case in point, from being a Democrat to, to voting differently and not being so, uh, uh, just, uh, you know, just so closed-minded and, and, and going about it in a different way. Yeah, I think the spirit of Blexit has been here before Blexit was ever founded. And I think the spirit of Blexit was in Candace Owens when she transitioned from being a Democrat to a, a, a Republican or conservative. And I think that she has drawn that spirit out and has been contagious and has affected people like myself and many other individuals. A majority of the people that work with us, and we have a tremendous amount of volunteers that are tremendously great people. And if you ask me, they're doing a lot of the groundwork that's making this thing happen. Um, but we have 20 chapters in 20 different states. We have we have a chapter in 20 different states. So we have 20, 20 chapters all around the country. And many of those individuals are, are people who used to be Democrats. They used to be Democrats, and now they're more uh, leaning towards a conservative perspective. So um, the success stories are an example of our growth. Almost every single person that you see coming into the, the fold, uh, joining the Blexit movement, all of those individuals um, are coming out of the brainwashed mentality and coming more into the understanding of conservative values and, and pursuing that mission, therefore. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears and talk about BLM Inc. Uh, they've really come to the forefront again. They're not uh, just a new organization. They've been around for a couple of years, but they've really come to the forefront of, of what everyone is talking about. And the slogan, Black Lives Matter, I don't think anyone would disagree with the expression that Black Lives Matter it's just it's attached to this organization BLM Inc. Uh, that is they're very they're very anti men. Uh, they're they're very uh, against men for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe you can tell us. Um, but they also are anti family. They they are Marxist. They're openly Marxist, um, and they've got a, a lot of teachings that are that I mean nobody that if they just knew about what they were actually teaching would support. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of people that just, uh, they, they express that they support Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of organizations, uh, Google and Amazon, that have been uh, pushing people towards supporting, financially supporting this organization. And it's, it's really the militant arm of the Democrat Party. So uh, what say you about this? Yeah, I think there's a difference between Black Lives Matter organization and actually caring about Black Lives. Black Lives Matter organization is not an organization geared to actually help black people is to promote a political agenda to black people. Because if you look at it, it the first thing that they should be uh, crying and protesting about and, and really raising awareness is the black on black violence that occur in the inner city. 
because if a cop never killed another black man, we still have a tremendous problem with six or 7,000 black people being murdered every year by other black people. African-American men in this country, it's majority men, there are some women in the list scattered in certain places, but it's majority of the black men are committing half of the murders in this country. And over half of the murder victims are black men. And so when you look at those things, you would believe that Black Lives Matter will be pursuing the understanding and pursuing a mission to fix that, but they're not. They only come around in, in political expedient situations, whether it be police officer involved stuff or whether they protesting and burning down stuff. Those are the only times Black Lives Matter come out. You raise the question, why do they not like men for some reason? Because it was founded by three lesbian women. They don't have a connection or a strong relationship with men. They don't even wanna marry a man. They don't view men in a proper light if you look at their lifestyle and what they have done with BLM. And it's not just my personal opinion. This is exactly what they had on their website, which they removed. They wanted to eliminate the patriarchy. They did not want men to be the head of the house. That was supposed to be a, a, a Anglo-Saxon perspective, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But this is the thing that they do every election season, conjuring up controversy, having a political agenda masked with a name that nobody can come against, which is Black Lives Matter. And they do that and they're gonna continue to do that. Planned Parenthood is another example. They use the word Planned Parenthood and there's nothing planning about parenthood that goes on there. And the same thing with Black Lives Matter. They use that so if you ever come against it, you're a racist. There's nothing about Black Lives Mattering that's associated with the Black Lives Matter organization. Yeah, and who could agree with the expression or disagree with the expression Black Lives Matter? That's like water is wet. I mean, obviously Black Lives Matter. And so if you disagree with uh, the statement and the organization it's attached to, then you're a racist. It's really a, an interesting uh, dichotomy there that we, we should support Black Lives, but we should not support this organization. And we have to do a lot of work to educate people on who this organization is. They've made a ton of money. I, I don't know if you know a lot about this or not, but I wanted to ask, um, where are they sending the money to and, and who's benefiting from this exactly? Because I know that there's so many companies that are backing this organization and, and sending their customers to support this organization. It's not just people putting black squares on their Instagrams, but it's, it's really, really a movement uh, that they've financially benefited from. Well, just use this as an example. Blexit is a 501c3. When you donate the Blexit, it goes to Blexit. You go on the website, it goes to the Blexit account. And so when you look at Black Lives Matter, why isn't Black Lives Matter a 501c3? Why, why is it that you go to Black Lives Matter account, you're donating to Black Lives Matter and their cause, but when you go, you're donating to Act Blue, which is a third party organization. And when you look at Act Blue's financial records and where their money goes, they have billions of dollars that go from Act Blue to Democrat political candidates. It's very clear and it's obvious on the screen. It, it, I just don't understand how an organization like uh, Black Lives Matter has not secured a 501c3 status. And, and personally, I believe the reason why they don't secure that status is because then they would have to divulge how their money is being spent, who are their donors, who's on the board. They would have to explain all of these things that they're not willing to explain because they're getting money from nefarious means. They're using money in nefarious ways and they don't want that stuff to be tracked. That's, that's my personal opinion based on the things that I've observed. Wow. And, and, and it's the, the money's being funneled to use and support the Democrat party. That's, that's basically it. And, 
Um, I thought it was really interesting in the debate how Chris Wallace asked the president to denounce white supremacy, which he's done, as you've said, thousands of times, but he didn't ask Joe Biden to denounce uh, the burning down of our cities, the destroying of the businesses, the attacking of the police officers of Black Lives Matter Inc. He's never asked him to do that. And, and, and of course, the president you know, looked over and, and said, do you denounce uh, Antifa, I believe is what he, what he said. But, you know, this is the double standard there. And I wish, I wish the Democrat Party would, would come out more strongly against the violence and, and, and the things that are going on in these cities, especially in Portland. I mean, it's just completely upended there. And nobody's doing anything about it, it seems. Well, when, you, when you're so woke, you got to keep outwoking yourself. So these people understand very clearly that this is wrong, but they need the cops to be wrong. So they can't, they can't really say nothing about the protesters because they make the cops look like heroes. And then they'll unravel all of their myths and lies that they've, that they've been pushing. I want to go back to your point when Chris Wallace asked President Trump to denounce the KKK, the white supremacy or whatever. The funny thing is, is that the gentleman that organized, and I can't think of his name right now, but the gentleman that organized Charlottesville endorsed Joe Biden. So how do you have a racist that is a white nationalist that, that I mean, he, I think he's, a, I think he considered himself a white supremacist and he goes out and endorsed Joe Biden. They don't think Joe Biden should even comment on that, but then they want President Trump to denounce something he's denounced a hundred times. These people should be ashamed of themselves. These people are evil. Chris Wallace is evil because he knows better than what he's doing. And all these other people know better than what they're doing. There's no way in the world they should have done the president like that. And, and, and the reason that they continue to do these things because they are in on one accord in an in a, in a, in a avenue to support Democratic candidates and to defeat President Trump. And that's not right. And I think that America needs to wake up and see the writing on the wall and what these people are doing because they're putting on a facade as if they're impartial and they support the people. But in fact, they're evil and they want to disseminate lies to create, create as much confusion as they can so that the Democrats can win and they all can have fun in this little circle of influence that they've developed over the years. Yeah, exactly. So in your mind, is this defund the police movement? What's the next step of that? I mean, I, I, I've heard disarm and dismantle. What does that lead to? So defunding the police is an agenda that they plan to push and they have no way of going back from it. They literally want the police departments to be unarmed. They do not want the police departments to act. They want their own citizen militia to go in and take care of business just like we've seen them do. They are going in and they're assaulting people. They're harassing people at, at, at grocery stores and all kinds of other places to intimidate them to push, to push a political agenda. No different than the Ku Klux Klan. And this is what they want to do. They want to handcuff the police so the police cannot step in and defend the citizens from the Antifa and BLM mob. And that's, that's as clear as the noonday sun. And that's, I believe that that's what they're, their whole premise is going to be, and it's going to be that, that way moving forward. Well, and in, in if you look at what they're doing, they want to defund the police. They want to take away our guns and they want to open up our borders. I mean, that's that's a recipe for pure chaos. I mean, how are you know law abiding, freedom loving citizens supposed to defend themselves if they can't uh, protect themselves uh, amid 
all of the mob violence that's going on in our cities that could come in the suburbs. It's only a matter of time before this could happen. And I don't think things are going to get better if Joe Biden becomes president. I think things are going to get much, much worse. It's going to get 100% worse. They don't want you to have a God. They want the government to be your God. They don't want you to be independent. They want the government to, to live your life for you. They don't want you to have a father in your house. They want the government to be your daddy. This is exactly what the Democrats want. They don't want you to be self-reliant and independent and work with capitalism. They want socialism. They want the government to tell you how much money you should make. They want the government to tell you what you're worth in this society, not capitalism or the free market. This is exactly what they want to abolish is everything American because American is independently great. And when, when individuals are great, it brings down the value of these politicians. It brings down the value of this behind the scenes Ukraine deals and stuff that the Democrats have been running for years. All of this donation to the Clinton Foundation and all this other stuff that only can operate in big government. It can't operate when the people are in control because we're not having it. They want to grow the government. They want you to be smaller. They want to be able to tell you what you should eat. They want you to be able to tell you what kind of car you should drive. This is communism. And I, and I, and I, I don't understand how people don't see that at this point. You've been a police officer for six years. Uh, am I correct? Yeah, about right around six and a half years. Six and a half years. And in your experience, there, of course, there are some bad apples that need to be rooted out. But, I mean, aren't, aren't the vast majority of these people great people? I mean, I've, I've talked to so many police officers. These people should be celebrated as heroes because they really, really are the salt of the earth. Yeah, police officers save people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis. When you and I go to sleep tonight, police are up saving people's lives. You know how I know that? Because that's what I was doing when I was a police officer. And to think that there's a bunch of bad police officers, you got to be crazy. The world will come to an end if there was that many bad police officers because there would be no justice. Everybody would be going, everybody would be getting jail, money would be stolen. It'd be, it'd be chaos. That does not happen. First of all, there's not enough police officers to make a big dent in a corrupt, I mean, make a dent and be able to corrupt the society because it's only like one or two police officers per every thousand citizens. Majority of the police don't even deal with 80% of the citizens um, in the community. They only deal with the criminal element, which is about 20%. And they deal habitually with criminals. That's about 5%. So if people want to keep it real, most people do not have police interaction. It's just people who are committing crimes or involved as victims of people who have committed crimes against them. So the majority of Americans are not having police interaction. The most interaction that people can recall is being pulled over on the traffic stop. And I personally haven't been pulled over on the traffic stop in like five years. So people need to start being genuine about their affairs. I dare anybody who thinks that police officers are so bad and there's a lot of corrupt cops, go do a ride along. I dare you to do a ride along. And then you tell me how many corrupt cops are out there. You tell me that you could spend 15 minutes with a badge and a uniform on riding around in a car with the responsibility of the world on your back, meaning that you, the life and death is in your hands when you deal with citizens. It's not easy to have to take somebody's life. It's not easy to have to take away somebody's freedom. It's not easy to be in fear for your life and have a family at home and still go out every day and risk it all for people that don't even like you or people that don't even know you. So anybody who's saying that police officers are somehow a, a bad individuals by and large, those people are being disingenuous at best. Those people are being ignorant or evil. One of the two. 
I've always enjoyed and loved LeBron James, the basketball player, but I have not been a fan of the political commentator that he's become. And I think if LeBron James were to spend any of those 15 minutes that you described doing a ride along, maybe that would change his perspective of policing. And better yet, what would it be like if he actually put on the badge and see how well he did as a police officer? He may not do so well. He's good at talking, but maybe he couldn't do the job at quite as well as you or so many others who bravely do it. So thank you for all that you do. Um, I want to talk about thetatumreport.com and some of the information that you came out with with uh, Brianna Taylor and the situation there. And then I want to talk about how people can stay in touch with you because we only have a few minutes left. Okay, awesome. Tatumreport.com. We started thetatumreport.com because we started seeing that the Drudge Report was going left. And so we said, you know what? We need to put out conservative news. We need to put out news that the people can trust, that are consistent, that that are, you know, in an aggregate form. And that's exactly what we did. We have millions of people that go on the TatumReport.com. We got people who donate to support the channel. Um, we give uh, donations to police, the police officers and police departments on a monthly basis. We just raised $130,000 for Sergeant Manningly, um, who was shot in the Breonna Taylor case. Also on our page, we leak information because we got the scoop on stuff. We got information about Breonna Taylor a, long, a very long time ago. We put out all the information and facts surrounding Breonna Taylor's case before they even came out with a verdict because we already knew what was going on. If And, and I'll say this, if anybody still think Breonna Taylor was sleeping in her bed and she was an innocent EMT and that the police officer was wrong, you can go to TatumReport.com. We got the link right at the top of the page. You can click on it. You can see 40-some pages of a thorough investigation ever since 2016, not just words of investigation, but we have phone records um, transcribed. We got pictures, video clips of all the investigation into Breonna Taylor, how she was heavily involved in the drug enterprise with a gentleman named Jamarcus Glover that everybody famously talks, infamously talk about. Um, so Taylor Report, that's what we're about. We're about news, 100% free to you, 100% verified news. And we also have stuff that you ain't gonna get nowhere else. Right. And the left doesn't want the truth. They don't want to know exactly who she was or what she was doing. They just want their narrative of white police officers killing an innocent black woman. And according to TatumReport.com, that isn't, in fact, the way it happened. And so uh, it's never good if someone dies and passes away. Of course, we don't want that. Uh, but uh, there's some things going on that should have been happening. Um, and can you give us like a 30 second synopsis of basically what that was? And, and the disconnect with the media. And then uh, let's let's go to how people can stay in touch with you. Yeah, it was a, it was a complete lie. They want to make up a scenario that police officers are bad and that the black woman is innocent because it, it, it had a controversial aspect of it. Pretty much what happened is Breonna Taylor was knee deep in the dope game. Jamarcus Glover was a person that uh, they were going after. She was also a person investigated they were going after. Secured warrants, no-knock warrants for every residence. They hit them simultaneously. They happened to not use the no-knock exception on her house because she was supposed to be a low-level uh, criminal and not a violent person. They knocked on the door. They go in the door. Her boyfriend got up and shot the police officer in the leg. They returned fire. Unfortunately, Breonna Taylor was caught in the crossfire. That's pretty much what happened. Very unfortunate, but the police officers were doing their job at the time of this incident, and her boyfriend had no business shooting a police officer, shooting somebody in the door without even identifying who they were. And people can find me on, just go to theofficertatum.com. Everything that I do is on theofficertatum.com, my store, everything, theofficertatum.com. You can connect with me on the connect tab if you want to email me directly. Um, so, and, and I appreciate you, uh, Christian, for having me on. 
Absolutely. And, and your Twitter and, and Instagram, and are, are those handles the same? Officer Tatum? Yeah, the, the Officer Tatum. The Officer Tatum on all my social media platforms. Well, you are a patriot. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. I, I hope that you have a great, great week. I know you're going to be doing some interesting things up there on Saturday and with uh, Blexit. And, and um, I know that it's, it's going to be a big event. So I'm eager to hear how that goes. Hope to see you very soon, my friend. Take care. God bless you. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in.